Billy, I tell you what, um, you know, as we get ready to uh, pray over the offering, I also want to just uh, lift up and pray over America. You know, that's always on our prayer heart, on our heart and on the list. And I think a part of uh, what we're, we're, we're experiencing in this earth right now, it's not just in America, but we feel the effects of it here. So let's go before the Lord and pray. Father, we just come before you and, and Lord, we do lift up the offering to you because Father, we don't, we don't take lightly those that give. And Father God, we thank you that as they give, that we believe God with them for the return on their giving, that Lord God, your word says and declares that if we give, if we sow seed, if we tithe, be obedient to tithe, that, that Lord God, you make our provision for us. And so Lord, we just honor you with those tithes, with those offerings, with those gifts. And Father God, we just thank and praise you that you bless and provide for us as a church through those gifts and go through those, that giving. And we just honor you and praise you for it in Jesus' name. But, Lord God, we also lift up this nation. And, Father, we just come before you on, on behalf of, of every believer standing with us across this nation, every Christian who, sa who stands for freedom, who stands for the, for the rights and privileges that are uh, according to our Constitution. And, Father God, we just pray that there continue to be the, the hand of the Lord upon this nation, that, Lord, we're not giving it up. Giving it up. And that, Father God, we stand with, with uh, the the founders of this nation to keep this nation as a nation, one nation under God, indivisible, unable to be divided. Now, Father God, we thank and praise you that you, we know you, you've, you've identified the uh, tactic of the enemy to divide and separate. And Father God, I pray that, that for us as, as individuals, as Americans, that Father God, we would become united in the fact that we are that one thing, Americans. Oh God, we praise you and we thank you for being at work. And Lord God, we just continue to stand against the, the, uh, those that would try to destroy or tear down or, or take away the freedoms that, that we have in this nation. And Father God, we just thank and praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You know, uh, I, I, that ties in with my message. I, I want to go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. And, and I want us to, to begin here in this, in this passage because um, it's interesting what this verse is. I'm, I'm calling this tonight, how to, uh, how to Live by Faith in Trying Times. I've just been stirred. My Sunday morning sermons at Carrier have been talking about faith, but entirely different scriptures. I mean, I'd forgotten that I was even preaching on that subject, but God was stirring so much in me over the, over the last week. There's been several people that I know that are facing very dire situations, very, very difficult uh, circumstances, uh, any number of different combinations uh, of what they experience. But I believe that, that when we look at God, we look at God and, and understand and know that the world's reframed through faith. God is a faith God, and, and he has given us our whole beginning with him is, is by grace through faith. It's the, it's the faith that we believe in something that we can't see, in, in something that, that we have to trust and, and know that it, it took place when it took place. There's so many things in the Old Testament that I look at and I go, wow, how could that be? But yet I, then I, I identify the God that we serve and, and who that God is and how big he is. I love to read the Old Testament accounts of how God did things that were so miraculous I love to see, you know, he, he had Elisha, a man lost his axe head in, a, in, a, in deep water. And, and he came to Elisha, and Elisha said, I, I got a God that can handle that. And, and God, he, he asked God what to do. God said, put a stick in there. Well, yeah, that fixes it, right? It does when God says do it. 
See, because faith and, and trusting a God, that's why I ask you when you come in, are you expecting? See, too often times we set our expectations so low that, that we wouldn't know if God answered a prayer or not, or, or we, we, we hinder even God. You know, it says the children of Israel hindered the Holy One of Israel by their hard-headedness, unwillingness to see God for who He was, and there's all and over there in Psalm 78. And, and so I, I just love to, to challenge people with that thought. Man, have an expectation. I'm pretty sure when I get to heaven, God's not going to scold me for giving people hope and encouraging them, right? But I guarantee you this. There are people all across this world who would love to, to give you, hold you down, and, and keep you in, in, locked in a place that's less than all that God has for you. In, in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, you know, Timothy is a book. Most books are titled by the author or the town or city or area that they're written to. This one's called Timothy because the Apostle Paul is writing it to one of his protégés, one, one, one that he raised up in ministry, a young pastor named Timothy. And Timothy is in this place. He's ministering, and, and he, he, he tells him what he's got to do. And he, he reminds him, this verse, chapter 3, verse 1 says, But mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. The King James says perilous times. I looked up that Greek word and, and, and what that means, and, and it, it, it just, it's hard to deal with. It's a, it's, it's a Greek word, kalapos, kalapos, I think is how you say it. Doesn't matter, I can't speak Greek anyway. Can any of you? Okay. We don't need to know how to pronounce the word, but we need to know the meaning of it. And the meaning of it is this. It means harsh, savage, difficult, dangerous, painful, fierce, grievous, hard to deal with. He says, in the last days, perilous times, difficult times will come. Times that are harsh, times that are difficult. Listen, I, I don't know about you, but I, I've never seen things the way they are. You know, I'm only 55 years old. Well, we'll be in November 4th. November 4th is a very important day. Remember, that is my birthday. Okay? <laughs> Presents accepted. Um, just joking, but not really. But, <laughs> but I'll be, you know, I, I'm not that old, but I, I've, I'm old enough to have, to have had a little water go under the bridge. And, and you know, I've seen uh, us go through a lot of different presidents, uh, different, different transitions, different wars, different experiences, and a lot of different things. But I've never seen us in a place that we are today. And that's why my heart goes out to America to continue to pray. But understand something. Things are at, the, the things that we can't control, we can't even fully understand. We can't comprehend. We can, ha we can hinge everything on one thing, and that is this, is that in perilous times, we have a God who can carry us through. I've preached that since March of 2020, whenever this all began, this stuff began. And we didn't know what and all this. And I was preaching to an empty place. There was two or three people here preaching to the camera. Continued every week. We never stopped. We continued to preach the word. But the word that God gave me was this type of word. And I think that's some of what has been stirred up in me so much is that we have to remember in the midst of all this, many of you, uh, some of you probably even shutting off the TV, you just can't handle it anymore. You shut off the news, you can't handle it anymore. Well, listen, we've got to be careful not to stick our head in the sand too far. We still got to be aware of what's going on so that we're, so that we're able to read what's going on in this nation. But I want you to know it all comes back to, regardless of all those things, it comes back to the God that we serve. Notice what he says in verse 2. He says, 
People be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. Well, that's a lot of, that's a lot of adjectives. I think most of them are adjectives. Is that right? <laughs> Those are describing stuff, you know. Man, I mean, there, there's all these words. We know that part. Man, I'm telling you, that's a lot of harsh words, a lot of examples. And, and you know what? I don't know about you, but once in a while, I act like some of them. I try not to. I get harsh sometimes. Sometimes I, I uh, well, let me, let me be careful which ones I say I do. <laughs> we'll just pull the one in, in there without love. There's times... When, when I can catch a moment, it's not, it's not a long-lasting thing, but a moment where I don't love. Have you, have you ever had certain people pop up on the TV screen that you go, huh, oh, uh-huh, yeah. A lot of them live in maybe the, that direction. And I don't mean Kremlin, okay, we're talking about... <laughs> <laughs> no, Kremlin's a great place. We love Kremlin. No, we're talking about much further. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm messing with this just a little bit to have a little bit of fun because here's the thing. Unfortunately, we can't just have fun with some of this stuff anymore. They force us into a place of being divided in these things. And so it challenges us. We got to have a faith in God that says, you know what? My flesh and in moments I may want to have less than a love walk towards those that oppose me or that, or that are different areas where before we'd have never had that issue, but yet we've allowed that to creep into so many areas of life, but we can ask ourselves, am I, am I of those that are not of God or am I those of God? Notice that verse five, it says having a form of godliness, but denying its power. What does that mean? You see, having a something that might look like good, but yet denying the power of the cross. See, you can have people, I, I love it whenever people quote some preacher, but it's the only time they quote that preacher in a post or whatever, or any preacher or any word of God is when it really fits their narrative. I, I know you'd never be doing any of that, but you know, it's in people that didn't come to church. There, there's, there might be something, sometime where somebody does stuff like that. Well, see, we got, we got to ask ourselves all, uh, when we, when we look at all those things, we look at those things and we say, okay, God, but I want to do things your way. I, I, want, to, I want you to be involved. I, I don't want to deny the power. See, here's the, what's the power? The power of the cross. The power of the cross to save any heart, any person, from any background. We got people from all different backgrounds in here. We got c c country folks and we got people who grew up in the city. We got people with a lot of education. We got people who might not even finished high school. We got, we got all different levels of age, all different backgrounds spiritually. But you know what? We, that's what I love about Cowboy Church. We can all come in here and we can love one another in, in the differences that we might have. But we got to make sure that we continue to... Re the one thing we can't compromise on is the, the denying the power that, that is God and the cross that provides us our, sin, our salvation for our sin. We all need that. One thing about it, it doesn't matter what you are when you come to the foot of the cross, when you come to before Jesus, and when you stand before God, there's going to be one question. It isn't going to be who you voted for. It ain't going to be what, what, what this life or that life. It's going to be, did you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? That's the important thing. 
And so I want to challenge you just in the, in the midst of this. He says, he, this, uh, uh, Paul told Timothy, he said, have nothing to do with them. Well, i tell you what, it's, a, it's an amazing thing when you begin to think about this. Look, look at verse 10, though. He says, you, however. So he says, that's, that's the other people. But here, you, however, know, you know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, my faith, patience, my love, endurance, persecutions, sufferings. What kind of things that happened to me in Antioch, Ikram, and Sistra. The persecutions I endured. He says, Timothy, you know all the things that, that I in, endured. You know all the things that I went through. Notice what he says. Yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. See, the thing that's exciting to me whenever I read that, whenever I read that scripture, and I think about the Apostle Paul, he said, I went through a bunch. See, some, of, uh, some, some may experience different levels of challenges in their life. And, and I tell you what, we can, we can all have issues and things that come against us, difficulties, but I don't think most of us have ever experienced, and many of us will never experience the things that Paul experienced, and yet he just says, you know all this stuff that I went through. But he says, what the Lord rescued me from all of them. Did it mean he didn't have shipwreck, wasn't beaten, left for dead, imprisoned? Oh, yeah, he still got that some of that. Was he lied about and slandered? Man, I tell you what, the original fake news happened back in the book of Acts. When the apostle Paul would go into a town, they'd start making up stuff. He causes all this trouble. It's funny. You just read it with that mindset now. It's amazing. And, but you know what? God is, he said, God delivered him out of us all, out of it all. Well, if God can uh, uh, deliver the apostle Paul out of all that he went through and all he experienced, I'm pretty sure he can handle this time period we're in. Because if one thing I know is God knew you were going to be born and we're going to be here and he knew you could handle it. I just had uh, one of our couples that goes to church uh, up at uh, Carrier. Uh, they they uh, just found out they have three kids well, I, I'm uh, anyway, sometimes you get surprised with being pregnant again. Sometimes you get you, you get you get uh, surprised with with having things come that you didn't expect. And one of the parts of the text that I sent him, I said this. I said, just remember, God knew. You could handle it. He goes, man, I don't know. And I said, here's the thing. You stay hooked into God. And, and then this is part of what inspired this message. I, I want you to look here in, in, in chapter 4. Uh, uh, so how do we walk by faith in trying times? You know, one of the things that the Apostle Paul did is he walked according to the Word of God. And, and the number one thing is how we walk in, by faith in trying times is we got to stay rooted and grounded in the Word of God. Chapter 4, uh, verse 1, he says, In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will be judging the living and the dead. So he just established. There ain't no boss above God. There ain't nobody above God. He's, he's establishing it. And he says, And in the view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Now remember, this was a, this was a mandate that there should be to preach the word. Only reason I said that is because I had mandate written in there. I'm going to leave that one alone. But look at verse 2. He says, preach the word. He says, preach the word. Be prepared in season and out. 
Well, listen, why was, he, why was he giving the charge to young Timothy? Why was he giving the charge to this man who was pastoring this church? Why was he saying, preach the word? I'll tell you why he was saying, preach the word, because the people in the pews or in the chairs needed to hear what? The word. See, we use these, all these other examples, but we bring it back to what does God say? See, that's the thing. There's all these different, different ideas about what's right and wrong. But we can dial things down into what the Word says. And the one thing that we've got to do is continually hold fast our trust and our faith in the Word of God. When we, when we make our, build our life rooted and grounded on the Word on the Lord, of the Lord Jesus Christ... Notice he says, in the presence of God and Jesus Christ, the, who judged the living and the dead, in the view and appearing of his kingdom, I give you this charge, preach the word, the word of what? The word of God. He challenges him. He says, put that out there. Now, the reason that they, that they preached the word was because he was dealing constantly with all these other issues. You know, how, did, how do you deal with the areas of of sin and or, or things misleading people into other ways of believing how do you deal with all those other things you come back to the word you know as i begin to, to think about we got to be make sure that we're not tempted to look away and begin to pursue other things look at look at matthew chapter uh six and again, this is a familiar verse, but we're going to look at some things around this. And, and the Lord actually showed this to me. And I, I preached this in my morning Bible study, I think, my morning teaching. I, I, taught, I taught, taught here. It's something we could all probably, a lot of you anyway, could quote. But Matthew 6.33 is an important verse because the second point of how to walk and live by faith in this trying time is this, is that we've got to pursue God and His way first. You know, it says here in, in this verse six, uh, verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of, of the kingdom and his righteousness, his kingdom, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these other things will be given to you as well. And all the other things was the verses above where he was talking about your daily needs. We'll read them in a little bit, but, but the important thing is, is that he's, he's pointing them to a principle and he says, if we went, it, we need to put seek God first but something I I don't always emphasize is is the what stood out to me is it said seek you know I like to break up words and and do one word and and then another word sometimes in scripture whenever you're whenever you're doing your bible study or daily devotion or whatever and when you, when you open the scripture don't just try to read volumes try to slow down and let the let the holy spirit speak to you see here's the thing that he he did right here he said seek but seek. How many times do, do you, or maybe you've done this before, where we just come to God with our need? We're really not seeking Him. We just come to Him hurrying in there to get our need met. Hurrying in there to, to do our repentance, to, to pray, or to do whatever we, what do we do by habit? I think sometimes we can get in, into that. But I pray that you walk by faith. To walk by faith, we're going to have to ha make sure that we're pursuing God. You know, uh, that's that's part of of what we have to do in a in a marriage relationship. If you hadn't figured this out yet, you need to continue to pursue your mate. You need to continue to to seek them out. You need to continue to work at it. 
We've been married 35 years. And, and I can tell you it's, it's probably better, better than it's ever been. But it hadn't meant that there hadn't been times where she didn't need to get her act together and get straightened out. I mean, she's, she is a work in progress. You know, i got to keep after her. Now, I always have fun with that. But, 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 you know, here's the thing. We don't quit working at it. You know, there's times whenever it, it, it's easy. And everybody just gets caught up in this. And you younger folks, you, you, everybody just gets caught up in this idea that it ought to all be like a romantic movie. You know, it's kind of like I told my daughters whenever they were getting ready to get married. And, and I said, I said, y'all need to quit watching the Say Yes to the Dress and, and all them TV shows about all these high dollar fancy weddings. I said, we're not spending that kind of money. Well, we ended up spending more than I wanted to. But, <laughs> but what did they do? They watched something that was far out beyond reality and most, for most normal people. And they could never be happy with what they had. Same way with watching DIY and stuff like that. It's good to learn how to fix stuff, but you need to be careful. Man, you ever, you ever watch them shows where these, where these people are going in there buying these, you know, $750,000 houses and, and all this stuff, and then we're like, y'all are, how do you do that? You're going through all these, these, this. well, if you're not careful, you won't be content where you are. Now, I'm not opposed to, to improving your life in, in areas like that, but we've got to be careful. Well, where marriage is concerned, I think a lot of times people, people get caught up in this perfect ideal, and, and I shouldn't have to work at it. And it ought to, if, it's just, if it's love, it ought to be just easy. And boy, I tell you what, some of you can say amen, but there's a lot of work that can go into it. But there's a lot of reward that can come as a result. You know, where God is concerned, you know what? You can do Romans 10, 9, and 10. Bible says if you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Christ, that God raised him from the dead, you can be saved. But you know what? Your relationship with him for security of salvation, eternity, yes, you're good. But man, you realize all you're missing? You realize all you're missing by not pursuing him? He wants to walk with you and talk with you along life's merry, merry way. Is that the song? Is that how it goes, Gene? Yep. Close. All right. All right. Well, we'll have him sing it next time. But but, you know, here's the thing. If we he, he wants to he wants to do that. You know, we, we but we got to pursue him. You know, I, I remember early on in, in my walk with the Lord and how would how would get up early before anybody else was up. And I made sure that I built that time in. And I went and I had, it was like a, and I don't remember where I heard this. Some preacher probably told me to do this. But I would go in as if I were sitting at that kitchen table with God. We had an appointment. We had a, a I was there to pursue him. I was there to, to gain from him. You ever, you ever get to be around somebody that knows a lot more than you do do? Maybe a, somebody that you'd like to mentor you or somebody who's a leader or somebody who's, who's, who's successful? Man, when you get an opportunity to sit down with them, man, don't just talk about the Cowboys and, the, and, the, and the, your favorite football team or, or your whatever. Man, take, get, get ready to take notes. Think about what questions you could ask. Well, if we could sit down with the creator, the universe, almighty God, and he wants to, he, he wants to fellowship with us, how awesome is that? That's why I do those morning Bible studies teaching little principles, uh, challenging people with a, a thought or an idea to, to be able to do your study, your time with God. You know, it's amazing if we just begin to pursue him. He says, seek. That's the first thing. we got to seek him. 
But notice it also, there's a follow-up word to this, and I'm going to run out of time. I didn't get close to the end of my notes. But the, in, the next word was first. Seek him first, not second or third. You know, do you ever, do you ever go, to, go to God just when it was like, uh, uh, well, uh, we tried everything else. I, I guess it's time to pray. It ought to be that we, we go to God first. We seek him first. Even in the things that you know, even the things that are well and good, do you know he'd help you anticipate problems? I, 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 there, there's, you, you ever, you ever heard, you, you've heard you, you, some people get to have a, like a 401k. You know, I've never worked anywhere where I had one of them 401ks, but I've heard about those 401ks becoming 201ks, right? That's not a real thing, but they got cut in half. What if, what if God instructed you on ways around that, anticipated that? What about where your kids, raising your kids are concerned, or your grandkids, or, or, or maybe just in a prayer? He began to, to uh, uh, in, in direct you and, and how to pray. I got a friend uh, whose uh, little girl, uh, they have three kids, and they're, they're two older boys. This little girl's their new, new baby, and she's just a um, toddler, and she's just not doing very good. She's just feet, I mean, stomach. It's just, just, and doctors don't know what. And I, and I was driving over here, and I, I thought about him, and I, I text. I had a stoplight, and I text him, and I was like, clarify that. And I, and I text him, shot him a real quick text. I said, I am praying for wisdom for how to pray specifically for Kinzen. We, we need, that's the kind of God that we serve. Whenever I pray for people and, 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 and we, we minister, we want the leadership and the direction of the Holy Spirit. But that comes through learning to pursue him a little bit, but pursuing him first. You, you, ever, you ever make a bad decision, a business decision, or get, get way off into something and you have to say, okay, Lord, help. You know what? He's still there to help you. You know how to fix that? You say, Lord, forgive me. I got to in a hurry, or I didn't listen to you, or I got selfish. I let my pride, I let my, my, my lust for other things. I let my, what are all these things that cause us to do wrong things? I didn't do enough research. I didn't listen to good counsel. There's all these reasons we make bad decisions. And you know what? God's not up there just wanting to whack us over the head because we messed up. He's there waiting for us to and, and, and come back and pursue him and say, okay, Lord, I didn't do it first. But I'm asking you to help me out of this. And if you help me out of this, you help me fix this, I'll, I'll, I'll remember and I'll walk with you again. Listen, I got I to gotta wrap this up. But if we're going to walk in, in, in this faith in these trying times, we, we need to, first of all, just make sure that we're rooted and grounded in the word. And that means spending time. The other thing is we need to seek first his kingdom. So we need to seek him, pursue him, but do it first. If you haven't done it first, you can restart. That's one of the wonderful things about God is he'll let us restart. Listen tonight as I finish this sermon up, I just want to challenge you. With all that's going on in this world, always remember God's bigger. Just like the song said, God's, I wanted to say he was saying, God, I thought you was going to say God is bigger than the boogeyman. That's a VeggieTales song if y'all don't have any, any VeggieTales. That's, that's, that's right. God is bigger than the boogeyman. All right. So we'll let him sing the song. But I want you, <laughs> I like the cattle on a thousand hills. I like, I like that. I like your version, but a little bit better. But here's the thing. We have a little fun with that. But I tell you what, some of the things that some of y'all are, are dealing with, it's not easy. It's not small. It's cancer or it's, or it's, 
you know, it, it's, it's issues, it's finances, it's concerns, it's, it's heavy, weighty things, it's, it's things with your kids. I, I understand all that. There's things that we don't understand, the, the, the things that we can't have an easy answer to. But here's the thing. We put our faith and our trust in God. He's still greater than them all. And if, we're gonna, if we would be willing to say, God, I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. I'm going to trust you in the midst of this. Regardless of the outcome, I put my faith and my trust in you. Then, then he will, and you begin to pursue him, seek him first. He'll begin to instruct you, guide you, and direct you. So I, just, I hope that's an encouragement to you today. I hope that you understand and know that I love you and that we're praying for each one of your individual needs that we, that we have. But we'll, we'll have a prayer time in just a little bit. If you need prayer, you're welcome to come up. But let's, let's go before the Lord together right now. Let's just pray. Father God, I just worship you tonight. And, and we thank you that, that, Lord, we can be encouraged to know that in the midst of the trying times that we're in, difficult times, all levels, all different, but all under your sight. And Lord, I thank you and I praise you that as you see us in, in the midst, that Lord God, you're also making provision for us. And Lord God, I pray that for everyone who's, who's, who's in a, a place where they don't know how much more they can take. They don't know how much further they can go. They don't know what the next steps are. They don't, they don't like what the report is or the, what they see ahead of them. They don't like where the nation's going, whatever it be. But, Father, we look unto you because your word says to put our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And so, Father, we just entrust those situations to you. We just declare, Lord, we're going to pursue you. We're going to seek first your kingdom, your way of doing and being right. And, Father God, I pray for each one who's in that place and is in their heart of hearts saying, Lord, I need you. I need your help. I thank you that, that you're right there with them. If they're born again, they have the Holy Spirit on the inside of them. I pray, Father, that, you, that your Holy Spirit just make, make, them, make themselves known. Make, make yourself known, Lord to them right now in Jesus name and Lord if there's anybody here who's not made Jesus Lord who's not certain that they're ready to meet you that they don't know that they can pursue you and seek you because they don't really know you Father there's a very simple gift that was given by virtue of Jesus on the cross and that was salvation forgiveness of sin a new life so Father if there's anybody who's not made that choice that decision to accept you pray tonight we're either watching or sitting here that they'd make that choice and decision to simply say Lord God forgive me Jesus be my Lord and Savior come to my heart come into my life make me new I thank you and I praise you Father for it in Jesus name amen we know if you pray that prayer, there's a, there's a process to that, and that is to, to make a declaration before men. You, you pray that prayer, you accept Jesus if you're there, if you're here, whatever. But making that known, making, acknowledging, yes, Lord, I, I called, I, I, I accepted you as, as uh, uh, Eric's coming. Is that right? Yeah. I draw a 